I know firsthand that most diet plans are completely unrealistic. You need to eat the foods you love and still lose the weight. You know that you should be eating right, but your busy schedule and lack of motivation keep getting in the way. Most diets are too complicated to stick with long-term or they're just plain boring. They leave you feeling hungry all the dang time and don't provide enough energy to keep up with your healthy lifestyle. And let's face it, nobody knows your body better than you. If you want real results without feeling deprived or constantly counting calories, then join me for my Nutrition Reboot Program. It's the perfect way to reset your body and get back on track with healthy eating habits. Nutrition Reboot is a simple plan designed to help women learn about their bodies, what foods work for them, what foods don't work for them, and how to create sustainable habits for life. And if that's not enough motivation for you, I'll cover the common pitfalls of crash diets, plus provide resources about supplementation, food obsession, and how to best design your lifestyle so that you are never dieting again. Sound like a plan? Well, hop on the wait list and when everything is put together, you will be the first to know. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back and listen to today's show. Hey, magic makers, it's this week's iTunes review. Amy W. Fitness says, Kim knows her stuff keeps it real on all levels, five stars. Awesome podcast series on relatable topics that women deal with. Kim's advice, along with her sense of humor, is what everyone needs to find their fit girl magic. Well, thank you so much, Amy W. Fitness. That warms my heart. If you haven't yet left your review, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast and hit rate, And then hopefully it's a five-star hint and leave me a review. Thanks. All right, Magic Makers, I have another great episode for you today. So today I want to talk about fitness mistakes and I'm going to break down 10 fitness mistakes. They're not in any particular order, but it's, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, what keeps people stuck? What keeps people like chasing their tail when it comes to fitness? And it's a combination of, you know, nutrition. It's about mindset. It's about habits. It's all of the above that keeps us stuck. And it's kind of the top, I think my top 10 of what keep what keeps people stuck. So we all are chasing consistency. <laughs> Wait, okay, listen, we're all chasing weight loss. And for me, that weight loss comes from consistency. 
And so in this world, it can be really difficult to find that because we look everywhere and someone's telling us that I can lose 10 pounds in 10 minutes if I follow this, you know, strict protocol and it'll last forever. Or, you know, some Instagram influencer will just say, you know, just three crunches a day and you'll have a six pack. And so I know that it can be, you know, challenging because you're getting information from every direction and you're not sure how to put it all together. And while there are some correct approaches out there, the big challenge is like, how do you take all this information that you're taking into your brain and how do you apply it to your, your life, right? You know, no one knows your schedule, your situation. You know, you might be working 500 hours a week. You might be a working mom. You might be dealing with aging parents. No one understands that. So where here's where I'm going to break down the mistakes, but also share with you how you can easily correct that. And so as I'm listing these, I don't want you to take them personally. What I, what the focus is, is like you hear it and you're like, yeah, I've been doing that. How do I fix it? Right? So that it's not about feeling bad. It's like, okay, that's a challenge. Here's how I'm going to incorporate something new into that challenge. All right. So let's get started. So the first, like I said, there's no particular order, but one of the biggest things I see is that people set goals too big. Nowhere in school do they teach us how to set goals, right? You know, we all heard about smart goals and all of that, but I always hear when I ask someone, when I, you come to work with me, I always like, okay, so what's the goal? What, what are you looking for? What are we looking to achieve? Oh, just some weight loss, tone up. And everything's very, I call them squishy goals. Um, a goal has to be measured. Like, cause how do you know that you're going to get there? If you don't have an endpoint, you know, it's like, like I always talk about, we put in the GPS, we have to put in the exact address or we won't end up where we want to go. So what I always hear people say is that, you know, they're like, they always want to go hard and they think hard is going to get them the goal. But here's what I will tell you, how I get to my goal is how I have to keep my goal. And at some point you're going to get sick of going hard. You're going to go on vacation. You're going to get sick. There's going to be a busy period of your time and the hard is not going to be sustainable. Or you're just like, I just can't anymore. Like mentally, you're just like, I can't. And, you know, I was having a conversation with friends and they were like, I want to lose three pounds a week. And I was like, Ooh, and they're like, it's not possible. Like with, you know, I have this person is trying to lose at least 50 pounds. It's like, I have 50 pounds to lose. And I was like, sure, you can lose three pounds a week. However, if you're done with the yo-yo, if you're done chasing this number, you need to think about how do I scale it back so that it becomes a habit? How do I scale it back so that it becomes a lifestyle? Because here's the thing, failure isn't fun. That's the one reason why so many of us are like, don't want to start a, I'm going to I'm air quoting here, diet, because we always feel we have to feel be deprived. And so instead of chasing, what if we just started, started to say, you know what, I'm done. Uncle, uncle, I'm done chasing. And so what's the better approach? So we all think we have to go extreme to get what we want, but have you fully considered that it's the extremes that have always sending you back to square one because you're just, you just get sick. You get tired. You're just like, uncle, I just can't, I can't, I can't. So imagine setting smaller goals, achievable goals that 
you will actually hit. And when you hit them, that'll motivate you. And then when you're motivated, you are going to do more, right? Because so many of us think motivation comes first and then the actions come. No, the action comes that spurs the motivation for you to keep moving the ball forward. So if I wanted to lose that 50 pounds, I told you about that a friend of mine wanted to lose, I would say, okay, what can you add to your life right now? And that addition isn't hard. It's not like, oh, I can add two hours of working out or I can add, you know, two hours of this. No, what if it's something simple like vegetables, right? What can I add to my plate? Because nutrition, nutritional goals will go a long way more than a physical, like a physical activity. And we'll talk a lot, a little bit more about that later in the podcast. So what if I said, all right, every meal, I'm going to make sure I have at least one cup of vegetables, right? That's easy. Well, adding a cup of vegetables isn't easy, but it's not like I'm going to give up and we list the 500 things I'm going to give up. It's like, okay, every meal I eat, I'm going to add one cup of vegetables. Pretty, pretty down to earth, pretty, you know, achievable, right? So that way it's, it's how I'm doing. And I'm going to focus on that for 30 days. You know, I'm going to give myself six months to lose 30 pounds and I'm going to, for 30 days, focus just on vegetables. That's it. And then we move on, we move on, we move on. Because what happens is when we set these goals, they're high, the bar is super high and there's no specificity to that goal. So we start to break down our goals into realistic, manageable steps. We are going to start to see our first steps towards fitness success. All right. Second one here is not knowing your why. And this one is huge. And um, I talk about this guy, Simon Sinek, a lot and because he's the person who kind of really kind of crystallized the why. And so if you don't know why you want to lose the weight, that's also part of that motivation. That's also part of what's going to give you that action, right? Because what we have to think about is like, why do I want this? Why am I going to eat and work out to the best of my ability? Like what's going to motivate me to do that? You know, and I want to think about spending time with my goal. You know, I have a client who's a workaholic and work is always busy for her. And that's okay. Like that, and that, and I, this isn't judgment. This is just me saying to her, yes, work is always going to be busy for you, but she wants to lose the weight. So I'm like, okay, what is going to motivate you to carve out the time from work to achieve your weight loss goal, right? So it's like, you know, what's your why? You know, because you can tell me that you want to get down a size. You want to tell me that you want to put on more muscle. You can tell me that you want to lose the weight. But if you say your why, right? Your why is that person that like, um, that angel, yeah, the angel on your shoulder as you're thinking about it, the angel on your shoulder that says, oh, I could sit here and finish this report or I can get up and do 15 minutes, right? It's that angel on your shoulder. So you have to think about, you know, what is what is that motivation that's going to have you, like if you told yourself 15 minutes and you don't bail at 10, if you told yourself you were going to do, you know, um, a one mile run, you don't bail three steps in, or you just put your sneakers on and then you head back to work, right? And, and there's no right answer here. It, everyone is going to be different and you decide, right? Some people are, you know, motivated by competition, right? So they, they, they need to, um, 
you know, I have a, a, a client who's a CrossFitter. She needs to get ready for the games every year. And the games happen typically in March, right? And even though she's like, I'm never going to be, you know, the CrossFit athlete of the year, but it's just, that's what she's like. I just want to be better than I was last year. Right. So that's what it, you know, I have fitness competitors as clients and, you know, just bringing a better physique to the stage that's motivating for them. So, you know, um, why do you think um, Peloton is so popular, right? When you're on the bike, you have, you know, uh, ride milestones, right? You hit 25 miles, 100, uh, not miles, rides, 25 miles, 50 miles, 100 miles. And, you know, they, you get this little like badge of honor that you've done it. Um, people on the ride high five you. And so like, maybe it's, you need that recognition or appreciation for for your ride. Um, you know, same thing. Some people need to be, um, it means to be punitive, right? So um, that, why do you think these boutique fitness places that if you book your class, you don't cancel by, you know, depending on some places is eight hours, some places is 24 hours that you pay, right? You might not pay the full boat, but you pay something so that like, you're like, it's your motivation. Like, oh, I can lay here in bed. Or if I don't get out of bed, I got to pay $15, $20, whatever it is that you have to pay. Or maybe it's you have a friend that you're going to meet for a walk and that friend, you know, maybe you have to drive to where you walk or maybe she's sitting on your, maybe she's beeping her horn outside, whatever it is, like you don't want to like, you know, blow that friend off. But we all want to think about someone that we want to be accountable to and, you know, help us to get to our goals. And so I want you to think about, spend some time thinking about like what, in the past, like when you've been successful, what's helped you to stay motivated? What were the actions that you took? And try to transfer that motivation into inspiration, right? Like take that, like those actions that you took, translate it into that motivation so that it becomes the inspiration for you to keep going and going and going, right? So think about it. You know, what, what are you going to do when the obstacles appear? Because the obstacles always appear. And it's just how we work with them. Do we go over? under or around, or we just smash right through them, right? So, uh, and accountability feeds into this next one. It's like not holding yourself accountable. And some people can really hold their feet to the fire. Um, and I want to say, let's just go back and start with the definition before I, I dive full bore into this, right? So the definition is an obligation or willingness to accept responsibility or to account for one's actions. Right. So while, you know, this, like I said, this list is in no particular order. Accountability is huge because, you know, how do you hold yourself accountable? Like that. And that's the million dollar question that me as a coach is like, how do I do that? Like, how do I um, help my clients with that accountability factor? But you are like, how do I help myself with that accountability factor too? You know, this, 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 this is like, you know, a mistake because people just don't think about it. Like they don't think about accountability or I've asked the question, like, what does accountability look like for you? And they can't articulate what accountability looks like. And is it, and accountability is just like, how do we start to develop these habits? That's how I start to define it. How do we start to develop these habits? Because think about it. Most fitness habits are easy to do and easy not to do. And it can be difficult to stay motivated. And of course, accountability is directly like it's like a direct line. Accountability, 
motivation, right? It's on the same line. So what are the ways that you will help to find, help you to find yourself to stay accountable? And again, I'm, I'm asking a question like, and it's not, you know, a lot of times I ask questions and people think they have to give me an answer like that. Some of these questions are like, dang, dang, I, that, you know, I never thought about it. And you might have to give it a good think versus like trying to always just like keep running full bore into the fire. And so think about what, what makes you accountable. You know, for me, it can be like easily texting a friend, but like, this is what I'm doing this week. Or, you know, um, I talk about this also a lot. Um, Jerry Seinfeld, he he, don't, don't break this, don't break the chain. And so he, you know, he said, this is what I'm going to do every day and old school calendar on the wall. Boom, boom, boom. Every day he, he did his action. He put a big calendar up there. So think about it. What's that calendar, and I like that calendar approach because I like that visual. And it's a lot of you guys, you know, you guys left the office supplies like I do, and you want that, like crossing that, crossing it off with a physical pen that just feels so good, <laughs> so good. All right, so moving on, um, not finding a fitness program that you find enjoyable, right? And I see it over and over and over again. Um, so many people think that fitness has to be unpleasant, that you have to struggle and it has to be a chore and it's, or it's penance for something that you ate that wasn't on plan. You know, you see those charts that if you eat a piece of cake, you got to do 30 burpees or if you have a margarita, you got to run three miles. And, and can I just, can you just promise me that you'll just stop this behavior because your body doesn't work that way. If it did, my job would be so darn easy, so easy, like lean in and let me just say this. If you hate it, whatever exercise you choose, you will not do it. You will do it for a certain amount of period of time and you'll find a way to stop. I, and, you know, and I, and I've said this and I, uh, and I'm going to say it over and over and over again until you repeat it back to me. I used to, I, when I first started in the fitness industry, I taught a boot camp, and this boot camp was six weeks long and you had to come five days a week for six weeks. And I told, I told you the first few weeks, everyone was hit there. And then after like, you know, week two, it started to trickle off week four, week five, week six, it was only the diehards, the people who who were like, you know, hooked. And so what it, it really is, it's, it's more about being productive. It's, 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 it's much more productive if you are doing something you enjoy, right? So find something that you enjoy. If you love running, run. Don't run because you heard it burns more calories. Don't run because you heard at a party that so-and-so lost the weight because they ran 10 miles a day, right? You know, don't hop on your Peloton if you hate riding a bike. <laughs> you know, do you love dancing? Great, do that. Martial arts, awesome. Swimming, amazing. Hiking, do it. Lifting weights, rock on with your bad self. There's so many amazing ways to achieve fitness these days. So find something that you love. Okay. Start there because once I start getting into the vibe of exercise, it's really easy to start adding on layers. But when I start with something I hate, adding on a layer ain't going to be happy. I'm not going to be happy doing that. All right. The next one is not exercising often enough. You know, so I see it's, it's, I I see it all the time. You know, you get busy, life happens and you, and what was a five time a week thing turns into a four time a week to two time a week to no time a week, because so many of us think that workouts have to be a certain 
um, amount of time, right? And so I'm going to ask you, like, how often do you exercise? Like, how many days a week do you set in your calendar? This is how I'm going to how I'm going to exercise. And the average number of people exercise about three times a week. And when I first started, I, I run a um, membership site. It's called the Fit Girl Magic Society. And I give three workouts a week, right? And some women will come in, come in and they're like, I work out five, I work out seven days a week. And I was like, that's great. But when I used to write five workouts a week for someone, they would stress out because they could only hit three. And so I said, you know, what? I'm going to give you three because that way you feel successful. My whole goal is to help you to feel successful. And when data shows that most women can work out three days a week, that's the sweet spot. That's also the sweet spot for working out. You need 150 minutes of exercise each and every week, according to the ACSM, and that's the American College of Science and Medicine. So, um, you know, I've done a whole podcast talking about exercise. So definitely check that out if you want to go deeper down the rabbit hole. The big thing here is like, we are trying to create habits, right? So that you can exercise consistently. So it becomes part of your everyday life. And you don't think about it. It's just something that you do. And so you receive the benefits of this exercise when you repeatedly do it because exercise, you know, yeah, sure. I feel, you know, I feel great in my clothes. I look great naked, but it also boosts our blood flow, our metabolism, it releases releases those feel good endorphins. And so that those are our good benefits of doing the, um, doing exercise. And so it's like, here's the thing. You don't have to do a two hour workout. I told you it's 150 minutes a week of exercise. So if you feel like you got to be at the gym two hours a week and like, you know, you can't leave until you can't wash your hair the next day or sit on the toilet, those days of those workouts, they're over. Because if you're a woman over 40, those workouts aren't serving you anymore. And again, listen to that podcast that I I, I talked about, um, that what makes a good workout. Uh, I'm going to also link it here in the show notes so that you guys have a copy. Uh, you have a copy of that when, um, if you want to take a deeper dive into it. All right. So then that feeds right into thinking more is better. And so, you know, fitness advice runs the gamut. And back when I first started, it was all about aerobics, aerobics workouts and step class was my jam. And then it moved to cardio, then moved to cardio machines. Hello, Stairmaster. Then came boot camps, CrossFit, Soul Cycle, and all the litany of um, boutique fitness classes out there. So, you know, you'll have to try a few things and see what, what is going to work for you. But instead of thinking that the duration is what is going to get you the results, step back and ask, what are your goals? Back to number one, right? What are you trying to achieve? And is your workout going to help you achieve it? And so what I will tell you is that your workout should be, is a nice to have. Okay. So let me clarify that. So most of us, we can't outrun, we can't outrun a bad diet. If I'm eating like crap, I'm under eating. I'm not fueling my workout. I don't care how hard you work in the gym your physique won't change because if I'm under eating, my body is going to make me hungrier because it's trying to keep up with you. There should be a little hunger, but if I am craving like a mofo, then my body is going to need something. Okay. 
So instead of picking duration, step back and ask, what are your goals? Your goals will determine what your workout should look like. And most more exercise isn't necessarily better to help you achieve your fitness goals. And I have, um, again, I've done a number of podcasts on overtraining and overtraining will always, always beat you, punch you in the face from overtraining. So what the big thing here is like to start to exercise smarter, right? Instead of working harder, exercise smarter. And this includes adding in acts of daily living, you know, the 10,000 10, steps so that you're moving your body as much as you are outside of the gym, as you are inside the gym. And there's this, um, uh, from American College, I'm sorry, American Council on Education, uh, exercise. Ugh. Sorry, acronyms are killing me today. So they, what they were saying is like, so your total daily ex, ex, um, energy expenditures, right? So that's how much just you need, like your whole day. If we talk about, if, you know, we talk about if you're like a battery, they say that 60% of your total daily energy expenditures exercise expenditures that comes from your basal metabolic rate. And that is just you breathing. That's you blinking your eyes, thinking, digesting your food, right? That's 60% of your day like that, or of your energy expenditures come from that. The next part, 20% of your day comes from meat and that's called non-exercise uh, a non-exercise activity thermogenesis. That's fidgeting. That's 10,000 steps. That's, you know, um, some people stand when they work. You know, that's gardening. That's vacuuming your house, you know, playing with your kids. Then you have the thermal effect of food. So if I am eating like very fibrous foods, protein-based foods, it takes me a little while for my body to, you know, grind up the food. And that's another 10%. And then the final piece, which is 10%, 10% is exercise thermogenesis, right? So do you see that it's 10%, 20% is me actually just moving around. And, you know, we all know we have a very, 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 very stationary lifestyle, right? We, we, we live that. And then, you know, let's talk about COVID made us very stationary. A lot of us don't do the same things we used to do. And that's okay. And this isn't, this isn't me, you know, again, there's no judgment. It's like when I know better, I can do better. Okay. So start to think about how can I add more movement into my day? All right. That turns us into strength training. All right. Some people strength train all the time and that's great. Love it. Rock on with your bad self. Others, not so much. And this one kills me. It kills me. You know, I've been a personal trainer for over 15 years. And when I worked at the gym, I would see women stroll right past the weight rack to hop on the treadmill, the elliptical pack spin classes, all chasing that endorphin high. I get it. The endorphin high is fabulous. However, I really wish more women would start to strength train because um, there's two. Um, uh, when I first started teaching, I had to take a, a course on uh, met metabolism and the woman just like describes it perfectly. And I was like, that's just the best explanation. So we all know what a beach ball looks like, right? This big fluffy beach ball. We all know what a baseball looks like, right? Beach ball, baseball. So when I am just strength training, most of us would rather look like a baseball, like tight, for tight for format. 
where cardio just gives me that beach ball. Like, you know, I've heard the term skinny fat. Cardio does that, right? If you want to build, boost your metabolism, look better, get leaner and tighter, strength training is the way to go. And I really wish people would, uh, whoever started the rumor that, you know, women get bulky when they lift weights, I want to find them. I'm going to share and share my TED talk and be like, you need to stop spreading these lies to these people, right? Strength training will not make you look bulky. It's a flat out lie. You don't have the right hormones or genetic makeup to look like a dude. If you feel like you are looking like a dude, get your testosterone checked, right? (laughs) Because you don't look like a dude. So the easiest type of strength training, if you are not strength training currently is body weight, right? Body weight has so many benefits. One, it makes you stronger. To improve your posture requires no equipment and you can do it anywhere. Like start with the basics. The basics work. Like you don't need to be flipping a flaming logo to have a great workout. So think about it. It's push-ups, sit-ups, squats, pull-ups, lunges, right? And if we can, like going back to what I said, if I, can, I can add in 150 minutes of movement, that's three training, strength training sessions a week to my schedule. Oh, it could start with at least 15 minutes, push-ups, squats on Tuesday, and then another 15 minutes on Thursday of sit-ups and pull-ups. And then on Sunday, add in some lunges some pull-ups and some hip bridges. That's going to get you started, right? It's just really simple here. And if you're ready to give this a try, follow me on Instagram, Kim Jefferson Coach. I do what I call Fat Burning Friday. So if you look for the hashtag, hashtag, hashtag Fat Burning Friday, um, I give a workout that can be done in 15 minutes or less with little to no equipment. Okay. Little to no equipment. So get strength training because us ladies over 40, we lose 35% of our muscle mass naturally if we are not helping to fight the tide. So let's just um, think about like, um, you know, that's that, that story about the guy who put like, like was like in Amsterdam, he was like plugging the holes with like the dike, plug the hole in the darn dike. <laughs> All right, plug the hole in the darn dike. All right, this next one, I I'm raising my hand. Hi, I was hi, I'm Kim. I was guilty of being a no rest day girl. My idea of a rest day was doing yoga, like a power yoga class. Okay, so and I still hear that people are like, oh, I don't do a rest day, I do yoga on my rest day. So here's here's where I want us to start to think about. It's like you think that in order to get results, that you need to go hard all the time. Right. But have you fully considered that your body needs some downtime? Right. Just like you need to sleep to recharge, your body needs to do the same thing. It needs time to rest and recover because that's where the changes happen in your physique. And so I see a lot of it. I see a lot of women like walking around very inflamed. It's because their body is under so much stress trying to keep up with their like, you know, crazy workout schedule, the hit classes, the hit spin classes, the boot camps, they're trying to keep up with it. So we need to take time to rest and recover. Now, this doesn't mean sit, you know, and now for some people, this means sitting on the couch all day, watching a Hallmark movie. Awesome. Enjoy. But you, if you're someone who's like, I just can't sit still. I, I, I understand that. And I will, but it could be just going for a walk. It could be going for a, not an aggressive hike, but like a simple hike with your family and friends doing some, some mobility 
work, you know, but it's like, we're still moving our bodies, getting the blood flowing, but not in this hardcore way, you know, rest days are important and your body needs them to propel you to where you want to go, provided you've given yourself a goal. (laughs) So let's take a deeper dive. And again, I've, I've taken a deeper dive into overtraining and the the two women that I've talked to about overtraining, they took it to the extreme. And so they are like well aware of the signals that your body is sending out to you when it's like, uncle, uncle, uncle. And I've also talked about it in that workout train, that workout um, podcast that I've talked about where I, um, the workout podcast I've talked about, but I talked about red days, green days, and yellow days. So have a listen and, you know, definitely now's the time to start revisiting your approach to exercise. The next place comes exercising for food. And I, I, I see this a lot because exercising for food is a, is a mindset mistake. Like some people use it for motivation. If I run this mile, I can have a piece of cake. Um, or I also see the opposite. Um, last night I had too much wine or bread and I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to burn it off or I'm not going to eat till lunch. And, you know, now I said, find something that's going to help motivate, help motivate you into action for exercise, but it's a mistake, right? You're, when you're exercising, sure, you're burning fat, you're burning calories, but it's like this, this, this like never, ever game of cha-cha, right? Like you're you're never going to win because there's no organ in your body that says she just had 40 this do 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 like there's just there's no adding machine where like the 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 ad machine tape is coming out of your head um and i'm thinking if you're younger than 40 and you're listening to this you're like what's an adding machine <laughs> so um so here's what it's like, find a different motivation. Like you're not a dog, right? Dogs work for treats. Like they don't sit on the couch and you'll get a little extra treat. That's not you. So eat the best quality food you can. No more white knuckling it. Allow yourself to have one to two treats each week. This isn't, this isn't you rewarding yourself for food. This is you saying, if I don't have these treats, I'm going to lose my stuff. And it's making it a lifestyle. So your lifestyle isn't about deprivation. Um, And having treats helps you from constantly binging on crap because you told yourself you can't have it. And it's better for you for your long-term health. And it keeps you from this yo-yo dieting game. All right. And stop and helping you to stop sabotaging your um, weight loss goals. All right. So then the next one is quitting too soon, right? So many people quit exercising and give them on the fitness programs before they really get you a chance to see the results. Because it's like we, you know, or we think our body's Amazon Prime. I'm going to work out for, for on Monday. And by Friday, if I haven't lost 500 pounds, then what did I do it for? Right. It's um, exercise nutrition is cumulative, right? And it's not this like, you know, I did this, so I should get that. It's just, it doesn't work like that. It's, it's, you know, I, I, there's an adage, like it takes like, it's like about four weeks for you to really like get the habit, like ingrained. Then it's about another eight weeks before someone other than you sees it. And then it's another um, eight weeks before you look in the mirror and you're like, Oh, Hey, how are you doing? But it's like, when we get to that, like, I'd say six, eight week period, we get a little squirrely and we're like, 
it's not happening. It's not happening fast enough. And so that's when we quit. Or we think we've got to go a little heavier, a little harder, or cut or slash or whatever. So here's where why it's important for you to find a program that you like. Find a way of eating that you like so that it's not about depriving, 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 but it's like finding a, a, a pattern that can start to help you with the consistency because it's the consistent effort that will determine your results, right? And so when we quit too soon, we miss out on that more energy that we're going to feel, the improved confidence when we are like, one, proving to ourselves that we can do this, but also that I look in the mirror and I'm like, ooh, maybe my pants are a little little looser. Maybe I am starting to see a little bit more muscle definition. I'm going to have better sleep, better sex, weight loss, strengthen your immune system, and so many other benefits if you just kept going. And remember, here's where it's like, you come back to that. Why, why am I doing this? Right. That's where, that's where the why comes from. Also, I see this all the time, like the postponing, the postponement of your start date. Right. So it's like, I'm going to start on Monday, January 1st. Um, Labor day is another big start day. Um, When the kids schedule gets settled, um, when work is over, right. It's, I hear it all the time. And so here's what the thing, like, you know, you don't start, you start, you you wait for exercising because you're waiting for the perfect day. Well, perfect's not coming right? It's not, sorry, it's not coming. So today is the perfect day to start um, the exercise program. I uh, was on a cruise recently and the captain of the the boat, he would always be like, like, we're about to like take sail for the next island. He's like, what's today? And the, always the answer was today's the best day, right? So today's the best day. Even if you're listening to this at five o'clock at night, today's the best day. Whatever your next meal is, whatever your next action is, today's the day to take that action that's going to move you towards your weight loss goal. All right. So, and then lastly, as I wrap this up, the biggest thing that I see a lot is not asking, not asking for help. I was about to say asking, and I've never said that ever. <laughs> not asking for help. It's it's tough to go it alone, and. And it's, you're not a failure if you, if you ask for help, right? Because we don't, we all think our poop don't stink, right? We all think that we can handle it on our own. And, you know, if you're looking for a way to stop repeating the same mistakes over and over and over again, you're looking for a way to accelerate your results, a way to gain a new perspective, ask for help. I've been in the fitness industry for over two, almost two decades. And from time to time, I need support to someone to look over my shoulder and show me my blind spots. Not sure, you know, not sure how this will look for you. I've done an interview with my clients talking about this and how she was able, like she continued to work for me because she's like, you help me find my blind spots, right? You point, you give me new perspectives on things or, you know, something really simple, you know, telling her to double cook her lunch because she would kept skipping lunch because she didn't, she didn't meal prep. And that was just really something that really helped her. So I really want you to, you know, if you're like, ah, I don't know how to ask for expert help. I mean, I ask for help. You know, one of the things that when I've been going through all of my challenges here is that I had, I was like, I know how to do it for myself. I know how to do it, but I can't do it for myself. And it was like, you know, expert help that told me I was eating too much food. 
it was healthy. No one could ever tell me my food, I was eating crap. I was eating too much of it. So that was something I would have never thought like I would have never done for myself. I would I would look at this food log looks amazing, but it was too much of a too much amazing. Um, but you know, so t- have a listen to that. I also run a free Facebook group that I share weekly challenges, recipes, and fit fit yeah, fitness tips. So that if you ever just want to hop in there and just take some of the advice that I'm just freely giving, absolutely um, do that. And just because you hire someone doesn't mean you have to hire them forever. You know, when I was a personal trainer um, in person, people would come to me for like like a month and we would just go over form or we would just go over, you know, a few things just to kind of like tweak them, you know, give them a, a, I don't know, uh, I'm going to say like an attitude adjustment, right? And then send them back off. And then they would come back six months later, another attitude adjustment and send them back off, right? So when we tell ourselves that like, uh, I can do this on my own. We're missing out on expert tips. We're missing out on the motivation, the accountability, form improvements, a structured workout that you don't have to create yourself, right? Because like when you work with a fitness professional, it's you're gaining all of these benefits that you alone can't provide to yourself. And you're going to push yourself a little harder because let's just be honest, like we can't, like some people can like rock on with your bad self if you're that that magic unicorn. I am not, right? But some of you in two days a week, I go to a class that like, I'm never going to do the things on a treadmill that I would do in this class, right? But I do it because I know I need that in my life. So it can help you, you know, take your fitness level to the, take you from where you are right now to the next level. We can identify ways to help you transform that workout that might be something really simple that you never even thought of that could be the game changer for you. And like I said, it doesn't have to be this long-term expense. It can easily be, you know, just a quick tune-up for you um, there. And as I'm wrapping this up, it's like, you know, I've shared the 10 common fitness mistakes, but, you know, I want to know, right? What are some of the mistakes that you found that you've been making? Again, this is not me being like, shame on you. It's like, I want to be able to, you know, know so that I can expand on them if if it needs to become a whole episode on of itself. So do me a favor, screenshot that and share it with me and just like, oh yeah, girl, this was me. (laughs) And, And now that you are aware of them, I would love for you to take one step for first. Let's rewind forgive yourself, right? You didn't know. Now, you know, um, I think there's a song, like, if you don't know, now, you know, I can't remember what, what song that's from. If you know, holla, um, the first step, forgive yourself. And then, you know, no one's perfect. And now that, you know, now's the time to start making the changes. So ladies, you know, mistakes happen. Don't let this mistake set you back from achieving the fitness that you deserve. All right. I have loved this conversation. And if you've loved this conversation as well, I love feedback. So let me know what you're thinking about this uh, this show and enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. 
The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much. Thank you.